1: From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails, garner great pet tips, and have a dog-on-fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the paws and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's Pet Edutainer, Arden Moore.
0: Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. It's time to shake your booty and wag those tails. Hey, move over, John Travolta. You can take a seat, Ellen DeGeneres. If you really want to be part of the coolest and latest dance craze, you need to participate in Doggy Disco. Yes, that's right. I said Doggy Disco. And here to explain this pooch-pleasing concept is its creator and, and a very extremely successful business entrepreneur, Jamie Van Wy. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hi, thanks for having me, Arden. All right, Jamie's going to tell us why you and your dog need to get on the dance floor and how this fun activity can improve doggy manners right after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So, sit and stay. We'll be right back.
1: Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Obehave will be right back. Obehave is back with more tail wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's Pet Edutainer, Arden Moore.
0: Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Let the disco ball glow and flash. We got to pump, pump, pump up the volume. It's time to dance, dance, dance with your dog. Hmm, I wonder in that scenario who leads. And is there such a thing as the four-legged tango or the basset hound boogie? And which dog sports the best dance moves and which ones sport not two but four left feet? Our special guest today came up with the clever concept, doggy disco, and she is also the brains behind a successful dog franchise called the Zoom Room. She has a long leash of accomplishments and credentials designed to bring out the best in dogs and their people. Please give pause and applause to the one and only Jamie Van Wye. Welcome, Jamie. Hi, Arden. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, my gosh. You sound so calm and collected for somebody that came up with doggy disco. I mean, come (laughs) on, girl. I thought I'd be hearing some music in the background, a little foot tapping. You're in a calm, zen-like mood today, eh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, I try and save it for the dance floor.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So do you have any uh, good uh, doggy dance partners you'd like to give a shout-out to?
2: Well, my dog Clyde is a, quite an aficionado of, of doggy disco.
0: Okay, and what kind of dog is Clyde? Clyde is actually a Hungarian
2: Commodore, which is the big white um, sheepdog that has dreadlocks, actually.
0: <laughs> of course. You couldn't just have a little basic poodle. No, you've you got to have the big dude, right? How yeah. old is Clyde?
2: Clyde is going to be four, actually, next week.
0: All right, so what's Clyde's best dance moves? And is there a certain tune that Clyde goes, uh, you know, doggy gaga over? Maybe like um, Lady Gaga? I don't know. She
2: really likes <laughs> Dancing Queen by ABBA. Um, he's a big fan of spinning. He's all about spinning. So uh,
0: Spinning?
2: Okay. How much does Clyde weigh? Clyde's about 95 pounds, but probably about 15 pounds of that is his hair. So
0: he kind of makes Whoopi Goldberg look a little mild and tempered, right, with his dreads?
2: Yeah, he is quite a showstopper. We get stopped all <laughs> the time on the street, and people go, what is
0: that? And what made you pick Clyde as your dance partner and doggy pal?
2: Well, actually, when we were starting the Zoom Room, which is a, an agility center, primarily, and a dog social club, we were looking at different dogs, and there is a photograph of a Commodore jumping over a jump on the front album of um, Beck's Odalé album, and we okay. thought,
0: that is just an incredible-looking dog, so that's kind of how we ended up with Clyde. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about the Zoom Room. Everybody needs to dash over after the show to zoomroomonline.com. Explain the concept because you're starting to get franchises uh, popping up all over the place.
2: Yeah, basically the Zoom Room is um, an indoor agility club and social club for dogs. So one of the things that we focus on is agility and dog obedience training. We do puppy preschool. We do basic manners classes. We do therapy dog training, tricks training and what we really try and do is make dog training fun for people. So okay. it becomes much more accessible for someone that wants to come and have a good time and actually get something beneficial out of the experience for them and their dog.
0: So it's sort of like play with a purpose.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's okay. a very educational. It's
0: great socialization, um, but it's also a lot of fun. So give a few shout-outs to some of the places. I, I've seen online, you know, you've got, you're know, got you kind of popping up all over the place like you know, fleas on a dog, but in a good way. So <laughs> right. where are some of the locations for the Zoom rooms in the country?
2: We have two locations in Los Angeles, uh, one in Hollywood and one in Culver City. We have a location in Austin, Texas, and we have new locations going in fairly soon to Coconut Creek, Florida, Monterey, oh, California. Oh, I know that place. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee, Longmont, Colorado, and uh, Claremont, California, actually. And those will be opening up in the next anywhere from two to four months.
0: Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Way to go, Midwesterners. I'm glad to see the Heartland wants to be part of the Zoom room. Yep, we're trying to
2: get them out of the snow and into the center. So that's the goal there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, seriously, Doggy Disco. I mean, as you know, I wrote Dog Parties, How to Party with Your Pup. So I think we're kind of like kindred spirits in this play with a purpose idea. I really like it. I'm a terrible dancer, but my two dogs, Chipper and Cleo, they got the moves, man. They got the moves. So tell us a little bit about what is doggy Disco and how somebody can get involved in this in their area.
2: Well, basically, Doggy Disco is one of the events that we host here. We do a lot of birthday parties for people and their dogs. And Doggy Disco, we turn the lights off. We have disco balls. We have laser lights on the floor. A lot of times we do an agility lesson. And it's a way to get people in the center having a good time, eating, drinking, hanging out with their dogs, and meeting new people. And okay. you can also rent the facility to do a private doggy disco. In addition to, we, we have occasionally singles, mixers, things like that, that are hosted by the Zoom Room.
0: Okay, I'm just thinking of that song, you know, Private Dancer, you know. <laughs> just thinking that <laughs> you can right. have, have some fun with the lyrics, you know. And having the laser light on the floor, I mean, especially dogs, you know, the terriers that really like to go to ground and go after things that move. And what's been your re- your reaction or what's been some of the examples of dogs that really get into Doggy Dancer, especially the the laser show?
2: Well, you know, it, it's always a big hit with the terriers and <laughs> any dogs that like squirrels or that type of thing. But when it first started, we had a group of pugs that were coming in every month for um, disco brunches. And there was one dog that was just spinning around and spinning around and spinning around. And he must have been spinning for about a half an hour. And then he stopped <laughs> And then he threw up, and then he started spinning again. And I thought, oh, my (laughs) God, it's just like a nightclub. You know, what do you do? You go dancing, throw up a little bit, have another drink, keep dancing. So it was a lot of fun, and it really has just taken off since then. But it really, it's a a way for people to really have a good time with their dog, which is really important in the long run.
0: Well, as we know, um, you have an awesome book that we are going to be giving away today on the radio. So we've got to come up with a code word. The book is called, How to Have an Ill-Behaved Dog. Okay, so she's having a little fun, but tell us a little bit about why you wrote this book and what's the meat behind this book.
2: Basically, this book was written um, for a company called Knock Knock, and they do a number of satirical items and, and gifty books and that kind of thing. And, uh, it was part of a series that they did, which included books like How to Get Fat and How to Get into Debt. And it was really a tongue-in-cheek look at, you know, how to interact with your dog. So basically, if you read that book, you know, and do nothing in it, you'll have a very well-trained dog. But it's just a really fun way to look at, you know, having a dog and the training process behind owning one.
0: Okay, so what would you like to have as our code word for someone to get their paws on an autographed copy of How to Have an Ill-Behaved Dog? You can come up with the code word.
2: Oh, I think we'd have to go with Clyde Orange, which is my dog's name.
0: Okay, Clyde Orange, folks. Not just Clyde. It's got to be Clyde Orange. He does have a middle name. Yep. (laughs) All right, that's good. And I think we can do it by having people email Arden at com. I'll be talking about that on my e-newsletter that will come out next month when we put the link to this show, I think will probably make the 12th person to email me to get their paws on how to have an ill-behaved dog, an autographed copy from our guest who's on the show right now, Jamie Van Wy. I appreciate that, Jamie. And and whenever you want to give away a car or a condo, you know, just... Oh, just I'll let you shout. know. Yeah. Okay, you promise? Okay. <laughs> yeah, of okay. Of course. Now, now, are there certain dance moves? You talked a little bit about spinning and the laser. I mean, there are some dogs that really like to be up and be on their two back legs. So is there any kind of certain dance moves that you've seen at these doggy discos? Well, one of the things
2: that we do in, in our tricks classes, is we do a lot of kind of things that could turn into dance moves. So we teach skateboarding, we teach jumping through hoop and the poodles especially seem to like to be up on their back legs and they'll go up on their back legs and spin And then we also teach, you know, a sit pretty, which can actually have some applications in the dance floor. So so all of those things are great. But, you know, a lot of the times in doggy disco, the dogs really like also to run around on the agility equipment. And we have that out for everybody. So there's, you know, a little catch me if you can through the tunnels and over the A-frame and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, each dog does his own little thing.
0: And is there certain tunes that you found are really given like a four paws up approval for the uh, attendees? I mean, what songs really get the people and the dogs into the party mood?
2: Well, we have different themes of music, and so depending on what the party is, I mean, we find that, you know, a classic disco mix works really well, you know, Saturday Night Fever, that kind of thing. But some people have gotten really into sort of, um, you know, electric techno music as well, which is kind of funny. So um, (laughs) because the lights are are attached to the beat of the music, you know, it really creates a, a pretty serious environment depending on which music you choose.
0: All right. Hey, everybody. We're speaking with Jamie Van Wy. She is the creator of the concept Doggy Disco. She also has created this amazing franchise called The Zoom Room, which you can dash over to zoomroomonline.com. We're going to talk to her a little bit more right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back.
1: Time for a walk (coughs) on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caesar Mulan, the dog whisperer from the National Geographic Channel, and you're listening to All Behave with Hazard Moore.
0: Okay, good Caesar. Good boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm wagging my tail. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox that is now back to Obehave. Here's Arden.
0: Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host Arden Moore. I am delighted that we have Jamie Van Wy on our show. She knows all about doggy disco, and she's a pretty smart business lady too. I wanted to get a little bit into that, Jamie, if I could, because Zoom Room, you really have leashed onto this wonderful connection we have with our dogs. And in this tight economy, it seems like, you know, pets seem to be a Teflon industry. So I wanted you to put on your little uh, business hat for a moment and just talk a little bit about pet trends and why you think this Zoom Room concept is really kind of top dog among other businesses.
2: Well, one of the reasons I think that pets are so important to people is because they've really become a part of the family. And so... Any business, I think, that capitalizes on that and really tries to increase the bond between, you know, the owner and the dog is going to be successful, I think. And so the pet business right now is a $48 billion business and growing every year. And it really does seem to be recession-proof. So Mm -hmm. at the Zoom Room, we try and keep our prices pretty reasonable and offer really quality training, but also do it in a way that's really fun. And people tend to use the Zoom Room as a social club. They come in, they have fun with their dogs, we have open gym, they come in a couple times a week, plan the equipment, get out of the rain, get out of the heat, and it really becomes sort of a replacement bar almost for um, you and your dog. And I think by sort of offering people this type of space, that they are comfortable, their dog is comfortable, it allows them to really bond with their dog in in a meaningful way. And because obedience is so important to keep dogs out of the shelters, we really feel like that's a really good sort of
0: goal to have in owning a business. Now, when you're creating these uh, Zoom rooms, how big are they? And I know you have a lot of franchise opportunities on the ZoomRoomOnline.com site, but what makes it just the right size? And how do you get the right clientele to make sure that these doggies are bringing their A game when they come?
2: Well, the size is usually from 2200 to 30. 3,500 square feet. So we have a small section of retail on one side and a gym space on the other side that has all kinds of equipment in it for the dogs. And um, as far as the clients, you know, we have a pretty big online presence. And it seems like once we put one of these things up, the dog people just kind of gravitate towards it because there really isn't anything like it out there yet. So uh, we've just seen that people really want to do this. And when I first started it, I wasn't really sure about the concept, if it was going to hit or not. So I started pretty slow offered a couple agility classes, and then within six months I had to develop a whole new line of curriculum because people just couldn't get enough of the classes. So now we have all kinds of curriculum, and we generally run you know, at least 25 classes a week plus uh, private lessons and that kind of thing. So people really do want to be there all the time.
0: Yeah, don't you think people get kind of tired of the whole hum basic agility classes or obedience classes? You know, well, that's what I think makes you guys stand out. Yeah,
2: people don't necessarily like obedience that much. So We try and make it fun and we try and incorporate games. We play a lot of games in our obedience classes. We play Tic-Tac-Toe. We play Duck-Duck-Goose. We play all the kind of things that you grew up. And a lot of people go, oh, my gosh, this reminds me of junior high school PE. Please stop, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it, we, we try to make it a lot of fun for people. But people really do like the agility classes. They get addicted to it. And then once they're there, you know, they, they want to find other things. And one of the things that we have found is that, you know, dogs don't necessarily have to stop at the sit down, stay and come. You know, we teach 78 different separate behaviors for the dogs. And, you know, we have dogs picking up your recycling and putting it away, skateboarding, jumping through hoops, you know, all kinds of stuff that is really a lot of fun and you know, transfers over to the real world. We have a number of dogs that are working as therapy dogs and those tricks come in really handy when you go into a hospital room and you want to talk to, you know, somebody sick and you don't necessarily know how to connect with them. You start start out with the dog tricks and and people just love it.
0: Now, you've had some celebrities that have tapped into your services too. I wanted to, you know, Tom Cruise, Kelly Clarkson, Tyra Banks, what sort of aspect did they come to you and what was going on?
2: Well, they actually were clients of mine at my former kennel, which I stopped to actually run the Zoom room. But um, okay. we've had a couple of celebrities here in Hollywood now. Um, we're right in the middle of Hollywood and we've had a couple of people come in that you know are on TV or movies or that kind of thing. And they come into the Hollywood location now.
0: And don't you think even movie stars, I mean, I would think that, you know, they're hounded all the time by the paparazzi, pardon the pun, sorry, it's called Old Behave. But don't you think that their dogs are really the ones that they probably like, you really just like me for me. You're not my um, status in the last movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people just, they have a very intimate relationship with their dogs. And, um, you know, dogs don't care how much money you make or what you do for a living or anything like that. And sometimes that can, you know, play into the other way around, too, but um, they, they really just you know want to be present in your life, and so we try and encourage people to get as involved with their dogs as possible.
0: Well, I'm also excited that uh, on June 24th, I am starting a new national holiday. You know, why not? It's called National Dog Party Day, and I'm glad to hear that uh, hopefully Doggy Disco can have a, a good place with it. We're going to be having the first two dog parties taking place in New York City and in San Diego, and I and I'm glad that Doggy Disco might be part of it. Don't you think dogs would like to dance at these parties?
2: Oh, absolutely. And the people, too. You know, nothing yeah. better than dancing with your dog.
0: And I'm not Oprah, so I can't give you, you know, like a new island or, you know, or your own country or anything. But I am going to send you and Clyde Orange an um, <laughs> autographed copy of my book, Dog Parties, How to Party with Your Pup. And like we said, Jamie has given away an autographed copy of her book. It's a little tongue-in-cheek book. It's called How to Have an Ill-Behaved Dog to the 10th person who emails Arden at com, and we'll be announcing the winner both on uh, the radio as well as in my newsletter, Arden More Knows Pets. And I'm just uh, needing a little dance tip. So which if you have a really short dog and you want to do any of these people dance with their dogs while you're doing doggy disco, do they get into it too or not?
2: You know, it really depends on the party and it depends on, um, you know, occasionally just the dog. So, uh, a lot of people do
0: have—I wouldn't say short dogs, but I guess Chihuahuas would qualify as short dogs. So a lot of them yeah. get around, yes. <laughs> yeah, they get carried around, so they're better that they're. Maybe they have some good moves after being in the purses all the time. Maybe they've just been like ready to break out of that purse and break out onto the dance floor.
2: Yeah, we try and get them out of the purse on the floor,
0: you know. Yeah, there you go. That's good. You know, like you don't want to have purse my ride as a song. I don't know. I don't think that would work very well. <laughs> Well, I have a 60-pound dog who makes, who probably looks like a Chihuahua compared to Clyde Orange. She was so big. But she can put her paws on my shoulders. And we got a little dance. we got a little doggy tango going. What do you think?
2: Oh, that's fantastic. I'd love to see it.
0: Well, she leads. I don't know if that's good or bad. Chipper leads. Should we let dogs lead if we're doing a dance? I think dancing, I think anything
2: goes. I think whatever works for you and your dog for the dance moves, I think, is totally fine.
0: Now, have you and Clyde ever tangled?
2: You know, Clyde is kind of his own man. So, he, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's a little bit more into the spinning. He's really obsessed with other dogs. He loves them. So, you know, if there's another dog around, I just I become completely invisible. But he's a very social, funny dog and he does when he spins around, he looks like a muppet. So,
0: um, any uh plans for uh Kitty Disco, you know? No. You know,
2: people have asked us about incorporating cats into uh, the Zoom Room, but I don't really think it's a good fit for us. So we're staying away from the cats right now and, you know, the mouse agility and, and the rabbit agility. It's just I think we're going to stick with dogs for the time being. So Okay.
0: I just wanted to ask. I have to, you know, we have some listeners that have cats, and I've I got a pretty cool cat. i got two of my dogs on the same surfboard. My goal is to get Ziki, my cat, on that board. Um, oh, good luck with some- that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, actually, she likes water. That's oh, the first really? part. And and I like most cats who are, seem to be agoraphobic, she's like, where are we going next? And yeah. she'll do anything for turkey. So she, I think she's got a little dog in her. But we, there you go. That, that's a little insult to cats. I'm not trying to insult cats. Let's talk. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the Zoom Room? Because I really think people need to go over to zoomroomonline.com. There's a lot of things that are happening in the pet world. And I like that you have this franchise, you're smartly growing all over the country. I do think weather can be a factor when we want to work out with our dog or play with our dog, and it seems like you've got everything under one roof, or roof, as they might say. So um, how did you learn how to create all this? I mean, did you just wake up one day and have this, you know, take that pill like from Limitless and uh, have all the brains for the day to come up with this idea?
2: You know, I've just been a trainer for a long time, and I kept trying to send my clients out to agility training and out to do stuff, and there was really nowhere in Los Angeles to do it, believe it or not. And the one place that you could do it, it was a six-month waiting list, and I thought, well, there's got to be more places that you can go with your dog, where you can learn stuff, your dogs can burn off some energy, and everybody can have a good time. And so
0: that's kind of how it came about, and um, it's just grown from there. So what's your big plan? In five years, what would you like to be... uh saying that you've accomplished?
2: We'd really like to see Zoom Rooms in all the major cities in the U.S. I think it's a great service for people. It's a really fun business to run, and I really think that uh, there's a need out there and there's a niche in the market for it. So our goal is to get, you know, probably about 40 or 50 going in the next five years.
0: We're speaking with Jamie Van Wy, She is the creator of the Zoom Room concept and Doggy Disco. You are going to be able to get your paws on how to have an ill-behaved dog book that she will personally sign to the 10th Caller, who emails Arden at fourleggedlife.com with the code word, Jamie, what is it again? Clyde Orange. Who is her adorable big dude of a dog? And at this time, I also want you to remember zoomroomonline.com. Doggy Disco will be part of the National Dog Party Day, which is June 24th. We are teaming up with Pet Sitters International, Canine Cakery, and Pet Life Radio, and more, because we want to have party and play with a purpose. The two parties are going to be taking place in both New York City and San Diego this year to benefit the New York City Mayor Animal Alliance and the San Diego Humane Society. The goal is to have the biggest dog party on the planet, within a few years, and I think Doggy Disco, we can work together on that. What do you think, Jamie?
2: I think it's a great idea.
0: All right. I'm really glad you've been a guest on our show. You were very well-behaved for a person who authored (laughs) How to Have an (laughs) Ill-Behaved Dog. I'm pretty
2: impressed, Jamie. I I try. I try. Well, thank you for having me on the show, Arden. I appreciate it.
0: Well, that's our show for today. I'm feeling the need to boogie and tango and waltz with Chipper and Cleo, I want to take this opportunity to thank our special guest, Jamie Van Wy, and my cool producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. Hey everybody, you gotta dash over to petliferadio.com. We are the number one pet podcast network on the planet. Woo! We have lots of great shows with lots of great hosts, so tune in, it's real easy.